Hey there, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. Well, you've thought about doing your own podcast, let me tell you, it's not near as hard as it used to be. I launched a podcast back in 2008, and it was crazy difficult to get it listed everywhere where listeners were, which back then wasn't really that many places. But now, podcasts are everywhere, and with a platform like Buzzsprout, you can be all over the place with one click, plus a great-looking website, analytics, and more. That's why... We use Buzzsprout. So follow the link in the show notes, and that'll let Buzzsprout know that we sent you, and you'll get a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. Plus, it helps support our show as well. Again, down in the show notes with Buzzsprout. Let's go! All right, let's get this show on the road! Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go, woo! This is the Ike Wingate Show. Top of the morning, everyone. Join the show now. Text 870-505-1518. Here's your host, Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Good morning. Welcome to another day, another show. Here we are on Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. Celebrity birthdays coming up for you. Random facts. This day in history, a bull gores a woman, but somehow this bull saved her life. We'll tell you that story coming up. Plus a couple that was remodeling found 100-year-old love letters. And a drunk guy confronts cops. It doesn't go well for him. And a viral head-banging horse. All that more coming up today on the show. Brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com. Or call them at 479-253-1234. And it is that time of morning for your celebrity birthdays here for Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. Jack Falele who plays Connor Walsh on How to Get Away with Murder, is 35. Singer Rihanna, 36. Miles Teller from Top Gun Maverick, Divergent, Whiplash, and more is 37. Former Daily Show host Trevor Noah, 40 years old today. Justin Verlander, the New York Mets pitcher, is 41. Chris Thiel, the mandolin virtuoso in Nickel Creek and Punch Brothers, is 43. Jay Hernandez who plays Thomas Magnum in the new version of Magnum P.I. He's 46 today. Chelsea Peretti, who's Gina on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, is 46 today. Brian Luttrell from the Backstreet Boys is 49. Andrea Savage, the star of the true TV sitcom I'm Sorry, is 51. Cindy Crawford is 58 today. Ron Elhard. Ron Eldard, who plays Colt Rhodes on Justified, is 59. French Stewart from Third Rock from the Sun is 60. And Charles Barkley is 61 today. That's terrible. That's terrible. Anthony Head, Rupert Giles on Buffy the Vampire Slayer is 70. And Patty Hearst is 70. And on this day in history, President George Washington created the U.S. Post Office in 1792. John Glenn became the first American to orbit the Earth in 1962. In 1982, Pat Benatar and her guitarist, Neil Geraldo, Geraldo, Neil Geraldo, is that? Anyway, they were married in Maui in 1982. What else? Snoop Dogg and his bodyguard found not guilty of first-degree murder. The jury deadlocked on voluntary manslaughter charges, and a mistrial was declared on this date in 1996. In 1998, Tara Lipinski became the youngest Olympic Olympic champion ever. 
When she beat Michelle Kwan to win the gold medal in women's figure skating, she was only 15 years old. Remember this? Back in 2003, the station nightclub fire erupted at a Great White concert, killing 100 people. Yeah, they were trampled trying to escape after a pyrotechnic malfunction. The fourth deadliest fire in American history. Okay. And those are your celebrity birthdays and this day in history. Good morning. And it is that time of morning for your random facts. 55% of American sugar is made from sugar beets, not sugar cane. 55%. There is a town in the state of Washington called George. It's the only city with a full president's name. Yeah, I live in George, George Washington. It's kind of awkward, I guess. And the grocery store chain called Smart and Final. You ever seen those? Well, it's actually not just a, you know, interesting name. It's actually named after the founders, Jim Smart and Hildane Final. Smart and Final Grocery Store. The baby who played Baby Moses in Ten Commandments was Charlton Heston's son. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. And only a handful of authors have ever had a number one book on the New York Times fiction and nonfiction lists, including Dr. Seuss, Ernest Hemingway, John Steinbeck, Mitch Albom, and Jimmy Buffett. A number one, I'm sorry, not number one, a New York Times bestseller, both on the fiction list and nonfiction list, Dr. Seuss. Ernest Hemingway, John Steinbeck, Mitch Albom, and Jimmy Buffett. Those are your random facts. Good morning. Well, if you have been in around the cattle business, you know you want to steer clear of the bull for the most part. And sometimes you just can't. Apparently, a Florida woman who was gored by a bull on her own farm got unexpected life-saving news. So she gets gored, goes and gets x-rays, and uh, she ended up suffering a broken hip. But it was through the process of those x-rays and such that doctors found a tumor in her lung that, if not found sooner, could have killed her. This is Teal Mull talking about the bull attack, the medical issue, and then her doctor, Jonathan Daniels, speaking on her diagnosis and treatment. When I walked outside, I saw my son getting whammed by this bull. I just kind of gave up the ghost. I was like, okay, Lord, it's me or you. You know, I'm done here. I can't hold out any longer. Look at this little sucker that they found at the same time. That right there is the tumor. Your x-ray that you just got looks great. So all the things that you're doing are perfect. I'm alive, and I'm going to stay alive. I I just feel like I got another... Chance. It's interesting how it all worked out. A horrible thing happened with the bull goring her, but it all led to finding this tumor that saved her life. And that is no bull. Ever caught someone doing a good job? Tell us about it. Well, this is a feel-good story out of Minneapolis. A couple there were remodeling their bathroom, and as they were tearing down walls, they made a discovery. Two love letters. That could be close to 100 years old were found. This is Matt and Carrie Tesmer talking about the letters and reading them. It's truly a mystery how any of this stuff made it into our wall. 
I'm like, am I reading this correctly? Dear Pauline, I presume you think I don't love you because I did not answer your note right away. Are you going to the play? Please tell me if you are going to the play tonight. I hope you still love me, XXXX. Upon reading some of them, we realized it was actually probably more likely a kid, like between the ages of 13 to 18. They were talking about, you know, first lunch, I have study hall this period. Wow, okay. So they were talking about school, and uh, apparently it was a secret romance 100 years ago, and they hid the letters in the wall. Wow, what a story. That is caught doing good, a little blast from the past, a look into a secret relationship 100 years ago. (laughs) If you've got a feel-good story out there, email it to us, show at ikewingate.com. It's time for... Stranger Than Fiction. Well, wouldn't you know it, a Florida man, 43 years old, named Jonathan Whitesides, was arrested recently after he drunkenly drove up to a sheriff substation and was going to have some words with the police. He's a mechanic for the local school board. It all started when he was hauling an airboat and it fell off his trailer right in front of the station. Some cops took notice, saw that he appeared to be under the influence Before they could nab him, Jonathan left the scene, but he later came back with another man named James. Then the two men began arguing, and the cops came out. I guess he couldn't stay away from the cop substation. One deputy tried to get James to calm down, but then Jonathan took an aggressive stance toward him, charged him, and yelled in his face. Jonathan was arrested with two breath samples showing his blood alcohol content was .334 and .307, way over the legal threshold of .0. Eight. No telling why this guy just had to be hanging around the police substation while he was inebriated, but it did not end well for Jonathan, the Florida man. That is stranger than fiction. Good morning. Well, how's this for a funny story? A horse has gone viral. TikTok is in love with this head-banging racehorse named Pretty. This horse named Pretty loves heavy metal music, but doesn't like country. Take a listen to the owner. Metal was her like go-to headbanging music and she loves it. <laughs> yeah, I looked to my barn manager. I said, do you see what she's doing? We turn the music off. She stops. She always is. It's incredible. No matter what song we play, slow jams. She's slow, heavy songs. She's going with the beat. This horse is into music and definitely dances according to whatever music is being played. Literally headbanging back and forth. There's, I don't know, there's nothing quite as funny as a headbanging horse. A new level of horseplay, if you will. Good morning. And a very pleasant, good Tuesday morning to you. Well, is 2024 the year that you quit your job? Are you thinking about quitting? Well, apparently people really plan when they are going to quit. A poll found that one in eight people have strategically timed their resignation to cause, quote, maximum disruption for their employer. Really sticking it to them. For example, you're ready to quit now, but you know your boss really needs you at that big sales meeting next Thursday. So you wait until Wednesday to quit. Oh, wow. That's, uh, I don't know. That just sounds dirty, doesn't it? It just does not sound nice. Another example would be, hey, you're about to go on the radio and you quit right before your air shift. I mean, that's just, I I just don't believe in burning bridges, even if you don't like your boss. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, here are a few more stats from the poll. The most common way that we quit is in person, over email, 
but 19% have ghosted their boss before. No communication, just gone. One in 10 have quit via text message. I don't like any of these. Just because you ghost them doesn't mean you're totally gone. More than 10% of us have written an emotionally charged review of a former employer on sites like Glassdoor. The top five words we use in those reviews are stressful, frustrating, disorganized, toxic, and overworked. Yeah, if you're actually going to get a job somewhere, you should check out Glassdoor in case someone has reported something. But you never know. You got to take it with a grain of salt because they could just be totally, you know, biased in their review. But if there's a bunch of reviews saying the same thing, that could be a warning sign. More than half of us have wanted to yell at our bosses while quitting, but held back. Even people who have done it feel too bad, though. 95% of us... Oh, don't feel too bad. Okay, so people that have yelled at their boss, 95% don't regret anything they said while quitting the job. More than 1 in 10 managers claim someone has yelled at them while quitting, but they didn't deserve it. Okay. And sometimes we hold back just to be nice. One in six people have lied in their feedback while quitting to spare their boss's feelings. One in six. I can understand that a little bit, where you're quitting, but maybe you don't say everything that's horrible about your boss because it's like, what's the point? At that point, it's like, I don't want to argue. I'd rather just... You know, give 80% of the answer and not the other 20% just because it's not going to get you anywhere. But the one thing you could say in defense of someone who lays it all out there is it's for the people that are left behind. They will maybe experience their boss understanding some of the things they do and maybe they'll change. I don't know. That's just a theory. Just, just another way to look at it. But uh, it's interesting that so many people out there have timed the quitting of their job for maximum destruction. I I just don't, uh, you know, you burn bridges and it doesn't come back in a positive way. I'm just saying. Good morning. Well, have you ever heard the word cyberchondria? It's when you obsessively Google health stuff online. It's something a lot of people do. Someone looked at the top health questions people in all 50 states were Googling more than other states. Alabama wants to know, how do you get monkeypox, and why do I sweat in my sleep? <laughs> okay. Uh, Arkansas uh, is not any better. Uh, we are wondering here in Arkansas, what causes hemorrhoids? That's what we are Googling as far as medical information. What causes hemorrhoids? Next door neighbor, Mississippi, asking the same thing. What are hemorrhoids? is what they're asking. Okay. Enough of that. Californians, uh, they're asking, why do I keep yawning? Or, uh, why do I pee when I sneeze? <laughs> that's, uh, it's the top search in, uh, the top search in Texas is why do I pee when I cough? Okay. Uh, in Connecticut, how long does pink eye last? Is what they're asking. Okay, I gotta I gotta proofread some of these because uh all right, Florida's asking what happens when you eat mold? A lot of people in Wyoming asking the same thing. Illinois is asking, can you live without a spleen? Indiana's asking, why am I always hungry? Kansas, 
what does ringworm look like? Uh, Kentucky's asking also, can you live without a spine? Uh, the answer is no. You, ha you need a spine. Spleen, different. Spine, spine's a, you know, that's a requirement. Maryland's asking, why are my eyes red? They did just legalize marijuana, so maybe that's part of it. Missouri, how long can you go without sleep? New Mexico, how long can you go without food? New York, why are my hands so dry? And Ohio's looking up medically, can you die from a broken heart? <laughs> I could probably read these all day. All right, good morning. Good morning to you. I don't know if you remember. Uh, we told you... When was this? Was it last week? Last week that landlines were going away. Now we get a story, you know, this is how it works. You get a story that contradicts it. Okay? Old school landline phones with a cord are now the new trendy thing for Gen Zers to own. Retro stuff from the 90s and early 2000s is big right now in general. That includes flip phones and the original iPods. Most established adults have uh, ditched their landline years ago. So the New York Post asked young people to explain the fascination. Corded phones are a lot less convenient. So why? One girl called them cute and romantic. She says she likes to talk and twirl the little cord. Yeah, that, that is a favorite pastime, twirling the cord. And it gets all stretched out. Okay. Uh, the, the same girl also said she has an answering machine. <laughs> she couldn't remember the name, so she called it a voicemail machine. Uh, anyway, so maybe landlines are coming back because of the nostalgia of them or just the retro aspect of them. So you can twirl the cord. Or you could just attach a cord to your cell phone, a cord that goes to nowhere, and twirl that. Just an idea. Good morning. Hey, I want to tell you about another podcast I'm doing, one that is shining a light in the dark corners of our media, our government, and our culture. It's the Ike Wingate Show. You can find it at IkeWingate.com. Please subscribe to it, listen to it. It's a longer form, unfiltered podcast that delves deep into the issues that are happening in our culture. So check it out, please. Hey, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. It's an honor to know you've been listening and hanging out with us. We know you got choices, and believe me, we appreciate that you made this choice. We'd love to spread the word. We need your help with that. Leave us a review, rate us, whatever you can, because that'll help spread the word on the show. You want to contact us, hit us up, show at IkeWingate.com. We're on Insta. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're everywhere. Just type in the Ike Wingate Show. Have a great day.